You're listening to What and Why on Skip Intro, a segment where we tell you what's streaming on Netflix and why it's worth a watch. I'm going to be introducing someone new from the Q team to What and Why. And this is very special for me because when I made the move after 25 years at Vanity Fair, my last day was on a Friday. And then my first day at Netflix was on a Monday. And why I did that is a whole other conversation because I'm not really quite sure, but it just ended up working out that way. And on that Monday, I walked in and I was greeted by someone that was going to kind of show me the land. And to say that walking into the Netflix building is intimidating is, yes, it is intimidating. It's like it was jam-packed with people going and, you know, key fobs. It was like a whole different world than the world I was used to. And the person there greeting me was this tall woman with like a sailor's cap on, like a kind of like a Greek fisherman hat, if you know what I mean. And she was super friendly and like, hi, I'm Alyssa, and um, I'm going to be showing you around today. And I think it's like that thing, like a person lands on you, the first person you saw in a totally strange and new environment, they just kind of stick with you. So it was only a matter of three years that I was able to get Alyssa over from her job initially, which was on the award side in content, to come over and work at Q. So without further ado, welcome, Alyssa. Wow, what a jog down memory lane. (laughs) (laughs) The fisherman's cap. I don't know. I might have to like pull up a photo because I don't know if that's the right description or you're judging my fashion sense. But either way, (laughs) I'll take it because like you said, I had a whole day, a whole calendar, and my boss at the time was like, you're going to go down and meet Krista Smith. And I was like, here I go. And we ate lunch together and spent the whole day together. So it was a memorable day for me as well. All right. So, Alyssa, you're from Arizona, which we talk about a lot because Arizona seems to be in the news a lot these days. We also did a road trip when we drove out to the Telluride Film Festival together when you helped with all those podcasts. And... You came from the dance world, which I find really interesting. And your sister is a song girl for the Phoenix Suns, right? Which is basketball. So, Alyssa, can you tell me, how did you get to Netflix? Mm. So, yes, my sister was a Phoenix Suns dancer. This is her first season off the court, if you will. So we're still avid fans. Go Suns. So we both grew up dancing. She continued down that path. I left it. And went into marketing. I got an internship in Scottsdale, Arizona while I was finishing my degree at ASU. Go Devils. From there, they tried to hire me before I even graduated. And I decided that maybe I should try something outside of Arizona. So from there, they asked me if I would consider a job in their L.A. office. I had gone to dance competitions in Los Angeles. I hadn't really spent much time on my own as an adult in Los Angeles. But I was intrigued by the opportunity. So I did it. I did it three days before Christmas. Imagine leaving home, leaving states for the first time three days before the holidays. Also, fun fact, Arizona does not have daylight savings. So when I got my first job in L.A. and got off work when it was practically midnight outside, I questioned all my choices of doing this (laughs) because there was no daylight to be seen. And I just sat at a desk all day, but I persevered. So I was working at a marketing agency in LA for two years, just about. And then I got offered a job opportunity that I just couldn't turn down, which was a touring manager for a dance company, obviously bringing back that dance world life experience into a management opportunity. So that was a journey, learned a lot of patience, learned a lot of skills. I managed events for about 4,000 dancers across the country using a lot of local hands, 
which was always fun to learn and do in Omaha, Nebraska or Anchorage, Alaska. Those were both real cities I went to. And then, you know what? I took a month off where I just went to yoga and meditated and the beach, Malibu. And then my mom's like, you should probably get a job. And (laughs) I was like, you're right. Rent is not cheap in L.A. So I decided to look up a temp agency told them I'm a super hard worker. I only do everything full on or not at all. And I want to work at Netflix. So I put my phone down. It's a true story. (laughs) Put my phone down. Started cleaning my apartment, figuring I'd take a job somewhere else and hear from them in two months. Maybe I'd get, you know, to sit on a desk. Three hours later, they were like, can you go to Netflix tomorrow? I was like, duh, of course. So get like my business clothes back out that I hadn't been worn in like a year at that point. And went to Netflix the next day. I brought my own lunch, which if anyone knows, we are fortunate enough to have lunch on Netflix. So everybody looks at me like I was insane for bringing my own Pat's lunch. It was like Disneyland with snacks and drinks and anything you could imagine. And that's when I met Lisa Tabak and was on her desk for three years. Luckily, I grew into that desk because it is not an easy job, but it is the most rewarding job I've had yet. And now it's led me here and I've gotten to do my own thing on Q. That's great. So uh, for all the listeners, Lisa Tabak is the VP of Awards and Talent Relations at Netflix. So Alyssa, what do you do at Q? At Q, I am the manager of distribution and partnerships. And also sometimes I try and help you book talent on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So how does it feel to be a guest? It's something that I never even thought I got the opportunity to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's have your what and why. All right. My what and why is love is blind, which is, I'm sure, not a surprise to you, Krista Smith, because I am a reality enthusiast. I first came to Netflix and I looked my boss straight in the eye and I said, we need more reality TV shows, just shows to get lost into. Turn your brain off, turn the TV on and just follow someone else's journey through their discovery of love, trying to find love. And people are brave enough to do it on TV. Now, in L.A., where I live, it has the reputation to not be the best place to find love. It is a very shallow place to date. Everyone who moves here, usually one of their first two questions they ask me is literally, what's a dating scene like? And I'm like, it's actually not the best. So usually what I do is turn my TV on and watch people fall in love there. (laughs) So basically love is blind. It's seeing if people can fall in love sight unseen which is done in pods, and they fall in love with their voices. So I guess maybe this podcast is a good (laughs) representation of that. This is my own pod. And from there, they have intimate conversations. And believe it or not, the way to get out of the pods and meet the person you've been talking to on the other side of the wall is to propose and accept the proposal. But through a few conversations in these pods, people eventually fall in love, get engaged, and then meet their partner on the other side of the wall. And do any of these relationships last? Yeah, these relationships have lasted outside the pods. After they leave the pods, they go on to this little couple's retreat. Even more interesting sometimes is they meet the people on the other side of the wall that they didn't pick. Oftentimes they're trying to choose between two. Then imagine you pick the one, see the other, and the other is maybe more your type physically, but he's with somebody else now, and so that creates its own drama. And then people have side relationships, and then conversations, and then... Ultimately, the final episode is what leads them to walking down the aisle and either accepting saying I do or I don't. And that's a whole other level of it because now their families are involved. All right. So let me ask you this. Has watching Love is Blind helped your dating life in Los Angeles? I 
date based off energy. And so I feel like I could not fall in love sight unseen because that's like vibe unseen. And I'm such, I like feed off people's energies and I need to know that like you and I get along on that level. Conversation's important. That's for sure. I can pretty much tell if I'm going to be able to date somebody after one conversation. So I get that aspect of it. But as far as not being able to like physically touch one another, see each other's reactions, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) All right. So also being a reality enthusiast, this is another fun fact that I happen to know. And I don't mean to embarrass you here, but (laughs) our listeners can't see you blush. You were actually offered a slot on The Bachelor. Now, why did you turn that down? Yes. So before I even moved to L.A., before the job offer to come to L.A. or anything like that, one of my best friends at the time was on Dance Moms. It's all a full story. Everything goes back to dance. Was on Dance Moms as a teacher. And her and I were considering moving out here. Shout out, Alexa. And we were going to move in together. And that was a whole other trip because that's when I found out rent could be $4,000. And that's just like a normal number people throw out. And I was like, where am I finding all this money to pay for rent? And we took a meeting. This meeting happened to be at Soho House, which for people who don't know, is an exclusive members club of, you know, all the A-listers in town. So I just thought it was normal that the whole cast of Seinfeld was sitting next to me in L.A. Because that's just what happens in L.A. all the time. It's not. So, yeah, I was at this meeting with Alexa and her manager at the time. And her manager's like, "Okay, if you guys are going to move here, I know the casting director for The Bachelor and I think you guys should do it. And I'm sitting here, A, not graduated from college, B, 22. So what even is love at 22? And C, I looked at her and I said, I cannot ruin my reputation before I even get here. And so do I regret not going on? Honestly, probably. (laughs) Maybe I should have just done it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you found your way to Q. Thanks so much, Alyssa, for coming on and giving us your what and why. Thanks for having me. Curious what else the Q team is watching? Head over to Netflix and search Q's Q for more recommendations. That's Q-U-E-U-E, initial Q. Initial Q.